Hi and welcome back to Gus Toon's Jets podcast. I want to talk about um, the Buffalo Bills game on Monday night and where I think the game is going to be won and lost for the Jets. It, for me, it's a little bit of a house of cards. Anyway, the clock's ticking and we're on the final countdown to the Buffalo Bills on Monday night football. Yay! And guess what? We're running back in, out in the beautiful, beautiful uh, throwback white jerseys. By the way, I'm still waiting for mine. Where is it? I don't know. I've ordered mine months ago. I hope, hopefully, if you've ordered yours, you've got yours. But just in the last few weeks, especially at the back end of the preseason, I've heard rumblings uh, on social media um, of people still unhappy with the offensive line, and particularly the depth. These concerns are quite justified, in my opinion, while our starters look solid and potentially one of the best in the NFL. It's our depth that is sadly lacking and the drop-off is quite severe. Of course, we still have question marks around the longevity of certain players coming back from injury as well. Uh, Messrs. Beckton and Dwayne Brown. So that is not a given that they'll be healthy all year. They might need um, the likes of Mitchell to come in to spell them. Billy Turner, who hasn't had the best of pre-seasons, but it's a clean slate. But we will pray that they're going to stay healthy and so far, so good. However, this year we've got a Hall of Fame quarterback under centre and in my opinion this can help our situation. Aaron Rodgers has one of the quickest releases as we all know in the NFL um, from his last MVP season back in 2021 it was 2.63 seconds from snap to pass which is super quick. Um, obviously last year he had the broken thumb so that was we'll scratch that one out but anyway this quick snap to pass and quick release is going to help our offensive line when it comes to the passing game. They'll not have to pass block for as long and because the ball's going to come out in a flash, which means they're not going to give up so many pressures, they're not going to give up so many sacks. Hopefully, that's where I'm coming from. So in actual fact, I'm not really bothered about the passing game. We've seen in preseason, especially against the, Gi the Giants, because that's the only game that we saw Aaron Rodgers play, that he's got it. And Come on, we know that the Giants did throw a number of um, looks at, at the Jets. We know that they were trying to get to Rodgers. That's their MO. Anyway, we've got a number of good wide receivers, although I still believe that we lack a true number two receiver with the departure of Corey Davis. Um, not sure what's happened to Corey Davis. Uh, whatever it is, I hope things are good with him and his family and wish him well. Uh, we might even see him back. Who knows? The door was left open for him. Whether or not, in the meantime, Joe Douglas goes out and acquires another receiver in this time remains to be seen. Uh, there has been talk of Mike Evans uh, just recently, not from the Jets, but a lot from the fans, which does kind of make a lot of sense. Um, some people don't seem to think that he will fit into the system. 
Uh, he's a veteran. He's a professional. I'm sure that he could make himself fit. I don't think this is. I don't think this is a square peg in a round hole or what have you. He's a professional. He's a seasoned vet. If he wants it to work, and the Jets think it will work, I'm good on it. Um, we do have someone on roster right now that could fill that role in Jason Brownlee, but. I think this time next year he very well might be that player but not this year and it's wrong of him of the Jets to put him in that situation we don't want to burn someone out so Jason Brownlee this year will have a role to play but I don't see him as a number a wide receiver two at this point our tight end our tight end room has never been so deep as well we've got Tyler Conklin rightly at tight end one and CJ Ozama as tight end two and we've got the highly impressive, going to give him a nickname, Jeremy the Rocket Rucker. We'll be at tight end three. And surprisingly, this was so nice. I'm so glad that this happened. Tight end four will be Kenny Yeboah with uh, Zach Kuntz making the practice squad. He never got picked up, which is a blessing. Um, I'm delighted about uh, Kenny Yeboah because he's improved vastly in this offseason. And while I'm talking about tight ends, it's my opinion that Jeremy Rucker is going to have a breakout season this year. It's well documented that at the Ohio State, he was used primarily as a blocking tight end. This was mainly due to the insane amount of talent that the U produces in wide receivers. If you didn't know, Ohio State is pretty famous for producing hot receivers. Um, to name a few, Garrett Wilson, Chris Alave, and this year's rookie that you might have heard of, Jackson Smith and the Jigba, who has gone to Seattle. A lot of Jets fans were hot, of it, hot on him in the draft, and we didn't get him. We've got uh, McDonald instead, which is starting to look as though Joe Douglas really knows his bits. So anyway, you get the picture. Um, Rucker has come from a university that produces a lot of wide receivers, so there wasn't much use for a tight end. But we did see him at the, the Ohio State make some quite spectacular catches and he looks quite reliable. But his blocking game is what he's known for. But we saw in pre-season, he did go out and he did make catches and he did get some yak as well. So I think he's going to have a breakout year. And who knows, he could possibly steal tight end two from Ozama. Which brings me on to where I feel our season could be won and lost. And that is the run game. It's just my opinion, but we're about to go into game one with still major question marks in the shape of Brees Hall's fitness, Dalvin Cook's fitness, and his recovery from surgery. Then we've got, which Michael Carter will we see? Rookie Michael Carter? Or last year's Michael Carter? And when we saw what happened to him, head down, not the same Michael Carter. You could argue that uh, we didn't have a quarterback, the O-line was rubbish, yada, yada, yada. The whole team's head was down. Uh, the only people playing well were on the defensive side of the ball. This year, we picked up in the draft Izzy Abanikanda, who so far looks to continue in the same vein that Michael Carter and Bam Knight have done in recent years. Great rookie seasons. I know it's only pre-season, but he's looked pretty good. In running styles, Abanikanda is quite similar to Brees Hall, in the way he has a, like a one cut and hits the hole. But he's not as powerful, but he is a home run threat anytime he can make it to that second level. It might be a bit of a picky take here, but my one criticism of Izzy is sometimes he just needs to take the yards the defense gives him and not look to make it a home run threat every time he takes the ball. 
what I mean is this, sometimes a defence will give you three or four yards, and if this is on your first and second down, that's enough, take it. Don't try and get cute and pick up more yards by bouncing outside of your blockers, which he's done on occasion and ended up with negative yards behind the line of scrimmage. In this case, Gordon Gecko, you're wrong. Reed isn't good. Take what the defense gives you. He's young and I'm sure that um, that's gonna become a part of his game that he will learn. From what I've seen in preseason, and I know this is skewed because we didn't get to see Dalvin Cook or Bruce Hall, but from what I saw, the O-line is not particularly good in the run game. That said, Mekki Beckton was outstanding on outside runs. He absolutely pancaked a couple of people. Um, on these outside runs, he sprung Zach Wilson for that great big gain and Abanikanda on a couple of nice little scrambles as well. But this can change a lot in two weeks, from the last preseason game to the Monday night game against the Bills. Two weeks since we saw the Giants and the Jets play to the opening kickoff. O-line takes time to gel. They've now got game film which they will look at and they will get better. So the O-line, I'm starting to like what I see. But what does this mean and why am I so concerned about the run game? Well, it's this. We all saw what happened at the back end of last year when Zach started to struggle. Defenses were starting to key in on the run game and force him to throw, particularly on third downs largely because the run had been shut down on the first down and second down. So you're still wanting to pick up a lot of yards you're gonna throw. And the run game at that point wasn't working. Defenses knew we would pass because we had to. The situation became even worse when defenses just completely stacked the box, throwing stunts and coverage that confused Zach. And what, what, this is when we saw the complete meltdown of Zach and it wasn't any better when we put uh, Flacco in and Strebler in. That it, it, did, it confused defences for a little bit and then they just went back to doing what they were doing and had their wicked way. And we saw, oh my God, it was an awful end to the season. I'm getting PTSD even thinking about that. Obviously, we're not going to see that from Aaron Rodgers, who is as wily quarterback as you will ever see. But the one thing he's going to need is a good run game or else that's what we're going to see once again defenses stacking the box in fact i fully expect buffalo bills to come out and do exactly that on monday night football flush rogers out of the pocket and make him throw early and or on the run if the buffalo bills succeed in doing this it's going to set a blueprint for other teams on how to counter what could be a very volatile offense from the jets so it's going to be vitally important in the early stages of the game on Monday that we establish a very good run game that will be complemented with Aaron Rodgers' super sharp pinpoint passes. And we know that he can do it. Again, he's got that quick release. Interestingly, I think that's why Nick Borden is on roster. And we saw him in preseason. He was quite impressive and made some holes, allowing running backs to get to the second level. And they were some pretty impressive hits he put out there. And as I've said before, we have running backs at once in the second level are a home run threat at any time. Make no mistake, Nick Borden is a freaking psycho and I love it. Any linebacker or safety coming up to make a blitz, you can meet Nick Borden, you're going to regret it. He's quite big as a back, but um, I love, I'm starting to like Nick Borden. I was a little bit confused why he was on roster, but now I get it. 
it's going to be an interesting and hopefully not frustrating game against Buffalo, but we're going to need to execute with precision and tenacity to get this first win. And who knows, this game, come the end of the season, might be pivotal for either us or the Buffalo Bills winning the division. It's going to be that close, in my opinion. We had our presser um, this week, and during the presser, Robert Sala said that Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook would not be on a snap count. I'm not sure how much of that was true, or it was just for the benefit of the press and the Buffalo Bills and their defence. But I know in pre-season and in training that Brees has been working away on his own and he's already put his speed up to an astounding 23 miles per hour, which is incredible, especially considering he's coming back from this ACL injury. But that's not what worries me. Getting to the second level and using the afterburners, that's not a problem. What it is, it's his cutting ability. That will be the big test as he puts so much strain on the knees. Maybe they will have him going one way and a bit like Mecky Beckton. Mecky Beckton didn't want to play right tackle because it put too much um, stress on his knee uh, and then eventually he did get moved to right tackle but that's why he didn't want to play right tackle. So probably maybe we might see the same thing for Brees. He might be going in one direction only early on in the season. Dalvin Cooks had uh, surgery on his shoulder and this worries me a little bit as well and I have to say that after he's come back from injuries in previous seasons, he's not looked good and has been ineffective than before the injury occurred, even though he's been cleared fit to play. A little bit protective still? Hmm, probably, it's natural. And it takes a certain amount of braveness not to protect yourself and carry on like a bull in a china shop. But he's a big lad and I'm sure that he will be putting his shoulder down. But as I say, in previous seasons, when he has come back from injury, He's been a little bit tentative. Michael Carter and Izzy Abanaconda are going to be absolutely pivotal. And I can't stress this enough in helping this run game get going. Because I don't believe that Brees and Dalvin are not on a snap count. I think they will be. And it would be foolish of Salah to expect them to carry on where they left off in their respective seasons last year. That said, there are still running backs on the free agent market that could most likely come in and spill for a few games. Should an injury occur or we just need help. Fingers crossed that, that doesn't happen though. So in summary, basically what I'm saying is this, I think our run game and its importance is being highly underrated and the emphasis should be on that and not the offensive line. That's not where the problem is, which seems to be the popular opinion at the moment. I can't wait for this season to start and hope this is just beginning of a brand new Jets culture. As always, go Jets! All gas, no brake.